Welcome to this podcast episode of Narcissists in Divorce, The Narcissist Trap. I'm Dr. Supriya McKenna. I'm a former family doctor, but my life's true work is working with people who have fallen prey to narcissistic relationships of any kind. But I'm particularly busy in the area of divorce. Over the last few years, I've been very proud to become an Amazon best-selling author on the subject of narcissism, and my brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce, From Love Locked to Leaving, is out right now on Amazon. That's the first book in the Narcissists in Divorce series, and the follow-on to that will be out in the spring, and that's called Narcissists in Divorce, From Leaving to Liberty. And please do note that although I use the word divorce, these books are equally applicable to anyone leaving a serious intimate relationship with a narcissist, whether they are married or not. I also have a book out called The Narcissist Trap, The Mind-Bending Pull of the Great Pretenders. And that book might be useful in helping the people around you who are supporting you to understand more about what happened to you and about narcissism generally. I'm also the co-author with British divorce lawyer Karen Walker of Narcissism and Family Law, a practitioner's guide. And between us, Karen and I have trained thousands of family law professionals in narcissistic personality disorder, including judges, lawyers, mediators and social workers. For further narcissism resources from me, please do visit thelifedoctor.org or drsapria.com. And that web address has the doctor fully spelt out. Today's topic is all about why couples therapy doesn't work if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and how it may actually make things worse for you. And as we all know, many couples during the breakdown of a marriage will try marriage guidance counselling or couples therapy as an attempt to find strategies to either try to save the marriage or to break up in an amicable way. And for the majority, this can be a really sensible thing to try. Unfortunately, Couples therapy is bound to fail when one of the couple has narcissistic personality disorder. Why? Well, number one is that narcissists aren't able to have mutually loving, empathic relationships as a result of their arrested emotional development. The second reason is that narcissists aren't able to take responsibility for their actions or feelings. Number three is that narcissists aren't motivated to make long-term changes to their behaviour. And the fourth is because narcissists use couples therapy as just another place to get narcissistic supply. And reason number five is because the therapist is likely to be fooled by the narcissist's charm and likability. And that can make matters even worse for you. So let's look at these five reasons why couples therapy doesn't work with a narcissist in a bit more detail. The first problem lies with the narcissist's ability to have a mutually loving, empathic, authentic relationship. They just can't do it. Their brains are not wired to be able to do it as a result of the way they adapted to their early childhoods. And no amount of couples therapy is likely to change that. You need to be able to have empathy for a relationship to work. You need to be able to care about another person, really care. You need to be willing to meet their needs. You need to be able to truly experience love. Now, of course, narcissists can feign all of those things, but you probably already realise if you've got to the stage of considering couples therapy that these are not actually abilities they really have because their emotional development was arrested before they learned them. This is not fixable, and certainly not through couples therapy. Secondly, 
couples therapy often talks about the concept of taking responsibility in a marriage. And the idea is that each person needs to be able to take responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings and behaviours. Now even non-narcissists can struggle with, with this concept at the beginning, but the fact is that another person can't actually make you feel something or can't make you do something. That's the idea. And of course, it is very true in the main. But in a relationship with a narcissist, you're actually dealing with abusive behaviours, which you might not even recognise as being abusive. And here, it's actually dangerous for you to take all the responsibility for your feelings and let the narcissist off the hook for their behaviours. And let's face it, that's probably what you've been doing all along. Accepting and forgiving bad behaviour from the narcissist and taking the blame for it or making excuses for it. Does that sound familiar to you? You see, your situation is different from most people entering couples therapy. And it's really important to realise that, frankly, not all of the normal rules apply. So whilst you might be taking responsibility for bad behaviour, for the bad behaviour of the narcissist, and taking responsibility for how you're feeling as a result of it, the narcissist is going to be doing the exact opposite. Because a narcissist simply cannot take their share of the responsibility. This is a core part of narcissistic personality disorder, this inability to accept responsibility. This is why they blame shift. So narcissists instantly shift the blame onto other people or circumstances when something goes wrong. Nothing can ever be their fault because to accept the blame would lead them to having to feel shame. And that would crush their very fragile self-image, which is what they project out to the world. A narcissist can't let this false self, this mask that they wear, to protect themselves from their own feelings of unworthiness. They can't let this drop. They need to keep it in place. To them, it feels like a matter of life and death to keep it in place. That's why you've never heard your narcissistic partner say sorry and actually mean it. Because they actually can't take responsibility or be wrong. Now, my third point regarding why couples therapy won't work is about motivation. Now a narcissist won't actually be motivated to change in order to save the marriage. You see studies have shown that narcissists actually have higher scores for subjective well-being than non-narcissists. So what does that mean? Well it means that they're literally happier than non-narcissists. It suits them to be a narcissist which means that they're simply not going to be motivated to make the changes required to make their relationship work. But why are they happier? Well if you think about it Narcissists exploit others for their own gain in all sorts of ways, from the subtle to the really obvious. They might exploit them for money or so they can have someone to do all the boring daily jobs that they don't want to do. Um, They can exploit people for sex or for a home. They may exploit their partner by themselves, having a big, important, well-paid job with all the external validation that comes from that. And here, what often happens is that their partner is run ragged, catering to their every whim at the expense of their own aspirations and needs. And usually they don't recognise this as exploitation because they believe they should be grateful to have such an important spouse. And the list of exploitative behaviours is literally endless. Very much depends on what your particular narcissist gains the most narcissistic supply from. It's really important to understand this concept of narcissistic supply. Now, the narcissist can exploit others in this way because, as we've mentioned before, they have no real empathy. Although they can feign being caring when it suits them, the reality is that they can't feel their partner's dissatisfaction or pain. And actually, they don't care about it because the main thing for them is that their needs are getting met. 
So you can see why, if they're getting everything they need from those around them, admiration, adoration, attention, food, laundry, etc., etc., you can see why they would be happy. Because narcissists are intrinsically selfish. They only give on their terms, if in some way they benefit from it. So meeting your needs is unlikely to be an attractive option. So again, not brilliant when it comes to couples therapy. Now this isn't to say that a narcissist isn't going to want to have marriage guidance, counselling or couples therapy. They very often do, but not for the same reasons as you. For the narcissist, it's not about saving the marriage or trying to change. You see, for a narcissist, marriage therapy is actually a wonderful place to gain narcissistic supply. And that is the main reason for them attending. It actually provides all the essential components of narcissistic supply. So there's drama, there's conflict, there's attention, there's the opportunity for clever manipulation. Narcissists love this game and to them marriage guidance counselling is just a game. It's a chance to pit you and your therapist against one another. It's a, a chance to talk about themselves to an interested third party. It's a chance to prove how reasonable they are or how kind they are or what wonderful partners they are to a completely new audience member, the therapist. Narcissists relish playing the victim, as you probably already know, and they'll happily tell tales of how you're so unforgiving or how difficult you are. But here's the thing. The therapist is likely to believe them. And that's number five on our list of reasons why couples therapy doesn't work with narcissists. We have to understand that narcissists, practically by definition, come across as charming and plausible. They come across as nice people. Or at first they do, at any rate. I mean, of course they do. It makes sense, doesn't it? That's how they gain the admiration of their victims in the first place. That's how they gain your admiration. So bear in mind also that they're particularly effective at impressing people who are highly empathic. So they're good at impressing people who care about other people. And of course, most couples therapists are going to fall into this category. They are going to be empathic people. The other thing is that certainly here in the UK, psychologists and even medical professionals don't get formal training in personality disorders like, like narcissistic personality disorder. So it's no wonder the therapist is ripe for manipulation by the narcissist. So what generally happens is that the narcissist initially puts the therapist on a pedestal and appears to be in awe of their brilliance or their education or their office decor or the location of their office or whatever. And the therapist is likely to be very flattered by this because they are only human after all. They'll have no idea of the true dynamics at play because they're taking things at face value as, as you did once upon a time, as they have to actually. But what the narcissist does next is really, really clever because they actually turn the therapist into tools of their own abuse, of the narcissist's abuse. So the narcissist will push your buttons in therapy. They'll make hurt accusations and they'll point out your flaws. They'll play the victim and they'll rewrite history. And you, quite naturally, will find yourself getting upset and angry. As you try to justify yourself, you may notice that you're being judged by the therapist who, of course, remember, believes the narcissist. They don't realise that actually they're punishing and invalidating you on the narcissist's behalf because to them, you look like the unreasonable one. You become the perpetrator, the narcissist becomes the victim and they become the narcissist's rescuer. This is called the drama triangle and it's really well worth looking up the drama triangle because it explains a lot about narcissistic behaviours. So let's face it, unless you happen to chance upon a therapist who fully understands narcissism, this won't be a helpful experience for you. 
You see, narcissists don't try to learn or evolve from the process of marriage guidance, counselling or therapy. They try to win at it. Now, of course, this doesn't go on forever and eventually the therapist themselves will be devalued and thrown under the bus by the narcissist because that's what narcissists always do. It's part of the idealised, devalued, discard cycle that they engage in. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't give couples therapy a try if you feel you ought to, as long as you understand that you may come out doubting yourself and your truth even more than before you went in. But equally, knowing what you now know, marriage guidance counselling or therapy may give you a chance to sit back and watch the dynamics of narcissism at play if you can keep your cool enough. So if you're lucky, this might even help to solidify what you already know about your partner's narcissism. It might actually fortify your resolve to walk away from the relationship if that's where you think this is headed or where you want to go. But one thing is for sure, if your partner has narcissistic personality disorder, marriage guidance counselling or couples therapy won't save your marriage. Because the only way to save your marriage, if you've got to this stage with a narcissist, is to accept the serious limitations of your relationship. Accept that you will not be loved by the narcissist and accept that they will never really have your best interests at heart because they simply can't care about you. You'll have to accept that this is a marriage of convenience for them and maybe also for you. It's about what you're prepared to sacrifice in order to remain married, not just for you but maybe also for your children. And if authenticity and reciprocated love matter to you, You may have no choice other than to leave. My brand new book, Narcissists in Divorce, From Love Locked to Leaving, is out now. For more information and online courses about narcissism, please do check out my websites, thelifedoctor.org or drsapria.com.